Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time for the final segment of today's show. Oh, don't say it, say, say, say it ain't so. I just totally mentioned that. <sighs> say it, it ain't so. It happens, it happens. But you know, since we are men of the people, we will continue to let the party go on. So okay. we're gonna keep going back to these tweets because I continue to see more and more coming mm-hmm. in, and we definitely want to give you that positive feedback, or it might be negative, but either way, we're gonna give you some feedback, all right? So I still I messed up. I need to clip that Andy Reid times yours drop that Come we can on, just bro. like jeez, man. Times yours. Times yours. Times yours. Times yours. Times yours. Coach Wichard says feels like the loss of Edmonds on the back end really exposed us against the Bills. Yeah, so you have to think about it in this sense, man. Um Edmonds very underrated within Steeler Nation, but for the football purists or the guys that just respect quality players. We value Edmonds at a lot higher uh, level. Now, he's not the type of player that gives you a ton of splash. He's not that guy. But when you're talking about fundamental, when you're talking about always in the right place, when you're talking about short tackling, he does give you that. And the two plays, you know, that kind of stuck out to me, obviously, where I'll break up just the first one, obviously, was the, uh, the blitz that we had. Norwood has to be the middle field safety. And this is on the 98-yard touchdown. Depth in terms of pre-snap, he's way too shallow. His angle in terms of to where uh, to where um, Gabe is running his route mm-hmm. is way too flat. And then from there, you know, he just runs by Levi. And now you're in a trail technique and so forth. But right. a lot of what I just broke down to you has either to do with athletic ability and a ton to do with what? Above the neck. I said your pre-snap depth and then your angle to the ball. When you talk about your angle as a safety, you have to get it correct with your eyes. And you have to do it with your eyes first. And you only get one 
chance to be right. That's it. And when you're wrong, everybody can see it. And that's what it looked like for Norwood. But that's because he's a young player. Mm-hmm. And he's not as gifted right now as Edmonds. Now, and I'm saying that Norwood can't develop because Norwood does do some really he good shows things. He flashes, yeah. He is very versatile. But at this stage, he is not Terrell Edmonds. No. and he, I mean, he's, he didn't start yeah. 16 games his rookie season or anything like that. Yeah. So those are some of the things. Like when you're talking about what Edmonds brings to the table, the other, it was a um, – a play on our sideline. Um, I think it was Gabe. No, was, was it Gabe Davis? It was either him or Diggs. They ended up getting like a 20 yard completion right on our right sideline. Levi is shallow. Norwood is on top, ends up pushing him I out think, of bounds. Yeah, I think it was Diggs. They're running Tampa two. And once again, you're the half field safety. You have to know what you are capable of doing athletically. You can show on the hash if you're athletic enough to get out there to where that throw is being made at. But Norwood at this stage right now is not that. And part of that is, hey, man, you just have to personally understand that, hey, this guy's arm is a lot stronger than what you're used to maybe. The speed of this play is going to happen a lot faster, and you need to cheat it. Edmonds understands those things because Edmonds has been out there before. Edmonds has done this enough. He's had his growing pains. We've talked about Edmonds being bad in coverage at times, and we've also highlighted how he's continued to improve and progress to where he's at now where we're like, no, he's no longer a liability. We feel good about Edmonds out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Norwood isn't there just yet. You think about this. A lot of people forgot this, but a year ago when we played that same Buffalo Bills team, there happened to be a 40-yard overthrow, and that would have been a touchdown to start the game off. And it was on Trey Norwood, lined up as that third safety. That's right. Guy ran right right. by because his eyes were not good. And ultimately, I think the throw was to Gabe Davis as well right there. He just overthrew him. And in that moment, it was kind of like, ha, ha, we're good, man. We'll get up out of there. And I remember to myself saying, I'm like, yo, man, that's a long foul ball. I'm glad we got away with it. But that's something you always got to be a little bit concerned about. But then to see it happen again, because it was very, very similar in terms of bad eyes and just bad angle. But he's a young guy. And we talk about the progression is not always linear. Now, he will continue to improve. And he did do some positive things in terms of Trey Norwood. But the loss of Edmonds in that particular moment, man, that was significant. Because Edmonds is a really good player. You talk about the tackling. We also saw Norwood missing some tackles. You're not going to see Edmonds missing a ton of tackles. He is one of the most sure tackles, not just because he has the desire to or the physical ability to, but he's very fundamental sound. When you watch him, breaks down, knees bent, hips explosive. When he tackles, he wraps up, explodes out of his head, head always to the side of the ball. He's very, very, very fundamental. And that's what gets lost in his game because he's a first-round draft pick. All we expect Doesn't have off the chart, splashing, yeah. and, yeah. and, and that type of stuff. It's like, nah, he's not that type of player. But the fundamentals? Man, this dude does the routine things at an exceptional level in the yes. sense of you do not have to worry about tackling. You do not have to worry about is he a line right pre-snap? Is he going to disguise going to be what it needs to be? But those are all the things that Edmonds brings to the table. And now when you take him out, not only does it affect Trey Norwood, trickle-down effect. But now think about this. Instead of your three-safety look, which we like to do, where we would have Trey, Nor- or we would have Trey Norwood, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Edmonds. Then at corner, we would have Akella Witherspoon. It would be Cam setting in the slot, Levi Wallace on the outside. It got to the point where it's Trey Norwood at safety, Mika Fitzpatrick at safety. We tried to go three-safety. We put Cam Sutton back there. Yep. Levi Wallace, Arthur Mallette, mm-hmm. James Pierre, mm-hmm. And then we started bringing on Josh Jackson. I would say that that's yeah. a drastic difference from the first group that I had 100%, named. 100%. Night and day. But 
when you're talking about no admins, now you can't even get as exotic as you want to get from a personal grouping standpoint to offset some of the mismatches that you're dealing with or some of the issues that might come up because the pass rush wasn't as effective as it typically is. Edmonds not being out there is significant. And that's why even now I'm like, bro, I, I need him back next week because, yes, yes that yes. limits what we're able to do and how we're able to mitigate some of the loss of TJ. Because, as we said, when you lose TJ, it's more than just TJ. TJ accounts for a lot of different things, which is why you keep seeing this do every type of run front or different packaging up front, whether it's big nickel, regular nickel, uh, uh, regular base, big base, exotic base, 4-3 over base. I'm like, bro, how many different ways are we going to line up up front all because we don't have TJ Watt? But literally, that's what's happening. They are going through the Rolodex of calls, man. Like, literally. You can't say they're not trying. Bro, it was, all right, we're going to go base 3-4. Then we went to regular nickel, mm-hmm. which is your two outside linebackers mm-hmm. and your DNs, and your D tackles then are out big there. Nickel. Then it was big nickel. You got three <laughs> big D linemen, one DN. Then then we went to, it was, I call it 4-3 base. Okay. Where we, we, we would do this. We would take the outside linebacker and walk him back to the off-ball stack middle of the field, okay. and he would blitz A-gap or B-gap. We would see Bud Dupree do it a lot when he was here his final yes. season. Yes. We even brought that back. Like, that was going on in Buffalo as well. We were doing all type of stuff, man. They're turning over stones <laughs> in that department. <laughs> we were trying everything. It's not. It's it's a it's it's not a personnel issue, uh, or, or sorry, no, it's no, no. not it's, an execution it's, issue. It's, it's a personnel issue. It's yes. a personnel issue. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, man, I love the creativity, and that's why even when I look at uh, Terrell Austin and some of the stuff that he's doing, I'm like, man, I like, I see why you do this, and I understand why at times it's successful, but I also understand the cons that come with it, and part of those cons are you're asking guys to wear multiple hats and you're going to ask them to play at a high level at something that they're minoring in, not majoring in. Think about it in a school sense, right? DeMarvin Leal, does he minor as a three technique or does he major as a three technique interior defense alignment? He majors Mm -hmm. at that. That's what he does. That's what they brought him here to be. Yep. Now, can he play defensive end? Sure. And he's, I think he's he's held his own there. And he's held his own, but is that his minor or is that his major when he goes out there to DN? Yeah, that's his, that's his minor. Yeah. So when you watch him, and at times we see him do some really good things, and we're like, hey, all right. But then we also see, in terms of the minutia, the details, a little bit of lack of understanding, right? A little bit of looseness in terms of the communication. It's plays where, especially running plays, where you really see it. Mm-hmm. Him and Miles Jack always communicating post-snap because it's like, bro, I don't know where you're fitting. And as a player that's played both of those positions, the communication is critical. Oh, big time. If I'm at DN and I'm going underneath, that linebacker needs to know I'm going underneath. He needs to go outside. Mm -hmm. If I'm that DN and I'm staying outside, that linebacker needs to know he needs to stay inside. (laughs) If it's a six technique, you're in the C-gap. That means you're inside. Yep, yep. If you're in a nine, that means you're on the outside. means you're on the outside. It can't be, no pun intended, a 69. <laughs> oh, because at times they do, at times he will line up like that. And as a linebacker, I hate when they do that because you're saying to yourself, I don't know what the heck he's going to do. And that's the worst part. And that's to the be. worst part because now you Particularly can't, on defense. Yeah, you can't play fast. Now I'm hesitating. Now I'm yep. thinking. But you're not going to take DeMarvin out of that role because he is at least giving you some productivity from there. But that's the pros and cons that you deal with. So you see some of the runs and stuff that are slipping. You're like, bro, why we keep giving it up? And it's like, 
not even people are getting blocked right now. Yeah, right, but right. if we're fitting this run wrong, we're fitting it wrong. We got two guys on the outside of this block. Yes, you're the free defender, but you're out here with me. So and those again, those things yeah. become much more magnified. Absolutely. If Kenny Pickett and, and, and George Pickens have a miscommunication, yeah. eh, Pickett might just overthrow him by Correct. a few yards or something. I mean, he yes. might run the wrong route, and, the, and it looks like all right, who is he throwing to there? You have that miscommunication on defense; they're going thirty yeah. yards the other way. Absolutely, and that is a part of it as well. 100%. And like I said, it's not just DeMarvin, but anytime they he stands out a little bit more because they use him a lot more especially these past two games in terms of going out there and being that DM because of how athletic he is, but more so how powerful he is in the run. But that is something that he's just having to go through. And once again, it's just consistency. At times he does understand it, but he's a rookie. You're telling a rookie to not just go out here and figure out his own position, but now you need to learn two positions on the fly in season. Oh, and be productive while you're doing it. It's a lot. That's a lot to ask Head for. spinning. That's a lot to ask for. Chris tweets us. He says, hi, guys. First time. Welcome to the party, pal. Uh, Looks like the team is pressing, trying to catch up. Mistakes are being made because of that. I think Mm -hmm. that's part of it, too. 100% it is. When you're falling behind in games, when you're falling behind on the season, you get tense, you try and do a little too much. Yeah, we all go through that, man. It's like we talk about like the hockey player who hasn't scored in a while. You start gripping the stick a little too uh-huh. tight, right? The basketball player, it's not going in the net, and all of a sudden your, I, your form's off. Man, I haven't got my – I ain't got a sack in two weeks, man. I'm pressing now. You haven't I, hit every, a – Aaron Judge hasn't hit a home play, run in a week, and so every, all of a sudden he's overswinging. I'm going to say every run I'm thinking is play action pass. You're like, no, they're handing it off. Nope, it's play action pass, coach. Yeah. Like this happens. No, that's definitely part of it. That's yeah. definitely part of it. Uh, Annie tweets us and says, I'm with Wallace, the whippersnapper. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was 12 when the immaculate reception happened and Franco grabbed that ball. The team is dealing with changes, some holes, and ever-present injury bugs. Going to look for the bright spots, expect inconsistencies, and enjoy the show. We ride. Let's get it. You and, know, Annie's a Mountaineer as well, too. So oh, she's double. She's salute double. double salute. She lived through uh, through the 80s and 90s yeah. as a Steeler fan, and she's a Mountaineer fan. I mean, fan. while we were on break. She was born in it. I was about to say, while we were on break, we was going down Mountaineer memory lane, man. Absolutely. Yeah, so Mozi, shout out. Mozi, shout out. Mozi had me in my feelings over hey, here, man. I tell you. I needed that, you know. You know, I needed it too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Katie tweets us. Shout out to Katie. And she says, I still got to get you down to Morgantown for a game. Goodness gracious. I'd say let's get JMU back on the schedule, but not right now. You guys coming to Morgantown and beat us by three scores. (laughs) Chill, bro. Chill. Katie tweets us (laughs) and says, "Um, Jalen Warren running better than Najee. Does that have anything to do or what's the case? What's the scenario with the Mm -hmm. blocking and the scheme up front? Um, Can't continue to run on first and second down and only get two yards. No, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Chris Carter, he obviously brought this up when we talked to him he Monday. Did. Yeah, um, yeah. And going back and checking the tape, he, he is very accurate in this sense, man. When Najee is out there, we're very predictable. Honestly, when you watch him, it's run, play action pass. If it's not that, he's going to stay in and block. So as a defender, if it's first and second down, I'm playing super aggressive down by the line of scrimmage because it's going to be run. So I want to get down there. And if it's not running this play action, well, shoot, I might just convert this anyways yeah, and make it yeah. into a rush. And when you watch who's hitting Najee, man, shout out to the pit boys. <laughs> I'm like, DeMar Hamlin coming from, coming from 15 deep. Yeah. But he's flying up because flying there's up nothing. There. He knows, hey, this is a big key. Now, when Jalen Warren is in, the offense is very different. The offense, you got to worry about screens. You, t- we you got to worry yeah, about draws. This is what we talked about you on Monday. You got to worry about throwing yeah. that ball. And it's not just Jalen when he's in there on third down. When Jalen's in there on first down or second down, the identity of this offense is very different. So when we do decide to run the ball with Jalen, especially out of the shotgun formation, 
you're getting a better situation because those defenders are playing a little bit more honest because when Matt Canada calls calls with Jalen in there, it is a lot more diverse, but that's because of the caliber of back that Jalen is Yeah. in terms yeah. of the speed that he plays with. But now you wouldn't want Jalen necessarily being the, let's give it to you 20 times running inside the, the B gaps. That's not his game. So in terms of how do you maneuver that situation, how do you manage that? I do think you expand Jalen a little bit more, but I also feel like it's still critical to maintain a nice, healthy balance between both of those backs because Najee is the body puncher. Najee gives you the consistent man. You can lean on him, but at the same time, and at the same time, Najee can also give you pass protection, but you do know that he's not going to be the same type of explosive in space runner that a Jalen Warren is when you see him get the ball on the screen or you see him get the ball on a shuffle pass and take it 38 yards and he gets called back because right. Chooks is illegally downfield, <laughs> which I still don't agree with. Ooh. But that's the difference. So, yes, in a vacuum, it makes sense to say, yeah, Jalen Warren should be the starter, put him out there and let him play. But when you look at all the context and the nuance that really takes place between those two guys when they're out there, it's hard to just say, yes, it would change drastically if Jalen was out there. Because uh, I just don't. It's one thing to do yeah, it in spurts. And that's the thing. It's but like, another you're thing to do, do it, it like, when you're the guy. When you're the guy. And yeah. now as a defense, now I'm actually going to play you a little bit differently. Now I'm going to say, okay, well, you're out here for the full game. And I can't, it's no longer a telltale. So you know what? Let's play you honest now. Mm-hmm. Instead of me just assuming it's going to be passed when you're out here, let me actually play you for real for real. And that's a little bit different. It absolutely now, is. I'm not saying that Jalen Warren still isn't capable of producing in that capacity, but just looking at both of these guys in their body of work, I've seen Najee do that. Now, is Najee off to a slow start right now? 100%, absolutely. But the context for that is still what? How much time did he miss in training camp? He is a month behind everybody and in terms of still his progression. what's he still dealing with now? Yeah. Correct. Well, you know, the way they want to tell us about the foot injury on the front end, would it be too far-fetched to believe that maybe they're not being all the way up front with what he's dealing with currently? Uh, no, NFL teams, you know, they're this, always they 100% this. honest when it comes you to injury know, reports. Of course, yeah. <laughs> There's uh-huh. never any smoke screens. Never any. Especially that Bill Belichick. I yeah, mean, he's just, he's honest to Abe when it comes I to I mean, this. technically, everybody is questionable. Technically. Everybody. Is technically. <laughs> Motsi and I are questionable for Friday. You know, the way my lower back feels right now, I think I'm questionable. Yeah. <laughs> Steel City Champs wants to know how we feel about getting Miles Boykin some more spin, uh, giving him some opportunity, especially if the other wide receivers continue not to have success. Yes, I do feel like you need to allow him some more opportunities because of the way that Chase and Deontay have been playing in terms of their lack of consistency. I'm not saying you bench both of them completely, but what I am saying is that you start to just pull back a little bit in terms of their participation. If they're 70 play guys maybe this week they're 55 hmm. play guys that type of context because that's subtle enough that they will definitely understand it when they're standing over there on that sideline in critical moments or oh, yeah. in moments where they're accustomed to being out there but then they'll also be given opportunity to rectify the situation because as much as we would want to put miles blinking out there as a punishment to a chase claypool i think we would all agree that chase claypool has the higher ceiling of the two, and if we're banking on one of those two guys potentially hitting that potential, potentially hitting that potential, potentially hey hitting that potential, hey now, the department, department hey now. of redundancy department, hey, 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 hey now, you know. But if that were to happen, it's like, man, Chase gives you a lot more, so you would still want to give him those opportunities. And Chase is still 
a good player. Don't get don't don't lose sight of because we have very high expectations for him. And because we feel like he's capable of these things and he hasn't lived up to him per se, that that means he's just his bad player and you don't need him anymore. No, 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 no. Chase is still a good player. You need him for you sure. At least for these last 12 games, you're going to need him. We just need him to play up to his yeah. full potential. 100%. Like that second half yeah. against the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, she, made a, she spent the block on us. Shout out to Lizzo. <gasps> Bless her heart. Steeler Nation 920 up there in Wisconsin. Hey, now. I wonder if he lives in a mansion. Oh. Somewhere in Wisconsin. How do you spell Wisconsin anyway? Uh, Ask T-Pain. <laughs> 920 tweets us and says, Wes, congratulations on surviving your first year of parenthood, but soon enough she'll be all over the place like Troy Polamalu. <laughs> That's a fact. That is um, a fact back. Steeler Nation 920 tweets us, if MLB play continues to struggle, do you Middle think— linebacker we- play. I'm over here thinking like, wait a second, why are we talking about the baseball playoffs? So, wait, hold on, wait a second, why are we talking about MLB? What happened? I, I made one I Aaron Judge see, reference, that's all I got. I could see the gears turning, bro. <laughs> Even when you proofread it, I saw you pre-read it, and then you came back. I was like, yo, he doesn't have a clue. <laughs> um, I just see MLB in capital letters, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a playoff. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> I, I will say this in, in terms of the looking towards the draft. Oh, I mean, man. it's just way too early. I mean, do we need to do we need to play the? Oof. No, not yet. All right, it's only man, October. Man, I'm about to trigger my PTSD. Y'all know we was on draft season. It was it was it was it was a lot for us. That's one of the times that Moti and I yeah. actually have to work really hard on here. No, it actually is. Dude. I was like, no, don't don't send us back to the time. No, we don't want to go back there just yet. Uh-uh. You know what's funny too? Christopher tweets us and says, "Do you fellas think we'll take an offensive lineman with our first pick in the draft this year?" No, in all seriousness, man, it is. It's, it's way too early. Come on, for guys, that. not not yet. Not it's, yet. It's way too early for that. <laughs> we don't even know who's developing what with the 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 final week of this or the final month of the season looks like. And think about Akella Witherspoon, prime example. Last year, this time, he was the guy that people were saying, "Why did the Steelers trade for him? Why did we give up a fifth well, round a draft pick miss. for him? He's not even dressing. He just played against the Las Vegas Raiders and gave us some y'all. Oh my God, this dude is terrible. Why do we have him? He got burnt by Henry Ruggs, and then we haven't seen him since. And then you look at the last four games of the season and how that played out. And now we're like, oh man, if we, we need get a we need a Kello back so bad. Come on, a Kello. <laughs> but if you would have asked us at the beginning, a Kello's trash. We don't want him. So context. And that's, take your time. And that's where you stay we locked in yeah. these last 12. That's why these last 12 games, no matter Absolutely, what the record man. looks like, they still all matter. Yeah. Because who are you taking with? Who's coming with me, Absolutely, man. man. Absolutely. We're going into a new era of Steelers football. Who's coming with me, man? And as a player, on the current roster, you don't want to be left out. You don't want to be not included in the number. No, you do not. Because then you'd be looking for a job somewhere else. Uh-huh. You'd be rolling with Yankee Doodle. And, hey, it might work mm-hmm. out for you somewhere else. It might. But I promise you, they ain't got Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler rocking the microphones hey. and, the, and those hey, franchises. Hey. Daddy Lyles tweets us and says, nothing's over yet. A lot of football left. I just hope we find some connections that click starting this week, that the boys stay together and not give up. Sometimes a slap in the face will wake you up. Let's go, Steeler Nation. No, absolutely. And sometimes you need to be smacked in your face multiple times. We, we thought that. 20 was that 2016? Yeah, we thought that when Philadelphia smacked us in the face, mm. Carson Wentz was like, you know what? That was the smack we Man, needed. You got to bring that game up. We were smacked. We were, we were right. You, we know, how, like, you, know, you know how miserable my life was those next few days I working know. in Philly for the Eagles. I tucked uh, all that bull job leading up to the game, and then I'm just saying that people. Whew. I'm just saying that that was supposed to be the proverbial smack in the face. Wakes up. Yep. Not to know that a couple weeks later we're gonna get smacked in the face again. Miami Dolphins. Then that finally woke us up. All right. 
But sometimes you got to get smacked multiple times. All right. And yeah, AFC Championship game year, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we, yeah. It, it, what, 12 in a row? Come on, you know how we yep. do. Yep. But yeah, we had to get smacked a couple of times. We, we taste our own blood. It, it happens. Sometimes you got to taste your own blood. Uh, no doubt. Sometimes it happens like that. But then you come back. David agrees um, with, what, your own with, Steel, with Steel City <laughs> Champ. Says Boykin and Sims want to see them get more run uh, this week. Uh, let's see here. A couple more before we go. Solomon tweets. Wait, wait, hold on. Click the wrong thing. Solomon tweets us. Um, and uh, he says he likes Kenny's fire. Thanks, as always, for putting on a great show. And wants to know what's up with the changing time slots. I feel like you know, it feels like he's tuning in uh, to hear us, and then there's other stuff going on on SNR. Blame West. He, Blame he, me. He's the controller all, of all, all of that. Fault. Yeah, so I put it all on him. You know what? You and I, we laid this out at the beginning of the season, yeah. but I think it's fair to expect. Listen, we love you guys, and we know you're dialed in, but you also don't listen to every single word that we say, every single show that we do here. Sometimes people miss sh- shows. Sometimes you can only catch part of them. A uh, little bit of a different schedule this year. You know, Motsi's got a million things on his plate and is trying to spend more time with his family now that he's out of the football uh, locker rooms. Yes. I'm trying to be a better man. I'm, I'm doing more stuff. I've got more on my plate, more responsibility from the Steelers as well, including traveling with the team uh, to all the games. So, we're Monday, Wednesday, Friday this year. We're only three days a week this year at noon, obviously in podcast form, Steelers Blitz. So, you know, in the past, you guys have been able to tune in on Thursday at noon and we would be there. That's not the case this year. Um, so we do apologize for that inconvenience. We appreciate that you guys are looking for us and want to hear more of us. Uh, and it won't be that way for, you know, we, nah, you know. Nah, I'm going to tell you the truth. What ended up happening, Wes got all married and they started having kids and it was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So that's why he told me I can't come to work every day no more. He said, hey, most you got to stay home. I'm only showing up three days a week now. All right? Oh, you funny. And he said if I did not listen, that he was going to flatten my tires in the parking lot. So I got really nervous then. Because anyone that sees Wes knows he's really intimidating to look at. Listen. He always tells me to listen. See, I told you, I'm getting nervous. Oh, God. Sometimes Send you can help. wind the people up here on the show, and oh, they really nervous. believe you. But no. they know my 150 pounds oh, ain't intimidating Arthur Motes. I'm in Motes. fear for my life from the West Virginia mountain, man. I'm like 100. <laughs> if I wear like a big hoodie and some boots, I'm about 150 pounds. Long pants, you know, heavy sweatpants or jeans or something. Uh, you make me nervous. I've been called a lot of things in my lifetime. Intimidating, I don't think, has ever been one of them. Although, to make another little Giants reference, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my mom takes these for indigestion. Oh, Lord. What are we going to use them for? <laughs> Intimidation. <laughs> That's an epic part, too, bro. Epic. <laughs> Our buddy Steeler Rocker is going to have the last say today. Jay in New Hampshire. He says, too many... Uh, glass half empty uh, thoughts out there. I like when the anticipation of uh, I like the anticipation now of what's going to come next and will we see that turning point when things do turn back around. The bandwagon will end up being full soon. Ain't that how it always is? And I always say this to, like I use this a lot sometimes with my, you know with my buddies who aren't as diehard WVU guys as I am. You know, not everybody's raised to have a college team for some people, you know, it was just their four years of college and they like them and they hope they do well, but they don't really care that much. If you are somebody who is loyal to a fault, right? Emotionally, you're invested financially. You're invested. Um, again, almost sometimes to a fault as we can be as, as fans. I will say this. When you hang tight, when you stay locked in, when you're still there in the tough times, it, it means more when it does come back around. Yeah, it like, does. Hey, 
My buddies who are casual Mountaineers, when the team's good and the team's winning, they have fun and they enjoy it, without a doubt, but not as much as I do. And a lot of those casual Steelers fans there, you know, they'll have fun when the team is good again, without a doubt, but not as much as you will if you're, you know, staying loyal and you and you ride or die throughout the hard times. Wes, the same way you say that is how I feel when I'm not rooting for my Steelers and I get to talk about my other alumni team. Because I, because I endured plenty of oh, them yeah, hard years and them hard times. A lot of those, okay. Zub- a lot of those Zubaz okay. wearing, uh, okay. Labatt drinking. Yeah. So so when Buffalonians we, have. So, so when they see the squad acting like how it is now, and I'm seeing the same faces in the crowd up there from when I was playing, I'm like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You guys deserve Y'all that. Y'all deserve it because you understand what it takes. You understand what it means. Yes. And that's what it is that you could 100% wholeheartedly relate to. Oh, buddy. And, you know, this current or this new generation of Steelers fans, this post-Ben era mm-hmm. Steelers fans, they're going to be able to attest to that if they stick with yeah, it. absolutely. Now, hopefully it doesn't take as long as it took me. And hopefully as long as it took you. Yeah. You know, but that's one of them things. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And we got we got faith that it's, uh, it's going to be a, a much quicker process. Yeah. But even still, though, there can be long days, long months in between those times. Mm-hmm. But you gotta keep your head up. Hey, hey. but you also, you know what else you gotta do? You gotta end the show. Whoa! Oh. Shout out to my producer Wesley. <laughs> Bing bong. Shout out to the Power Grid Megawatts. <laughs> and shout out to my co-host Wesley. Always a pleasure, cousin. Hey, man, I was going to keep the song going, man, but I was totally messing that thing up. So either way, shout out to each and every one of y'all that were with us on this journey, man. The Power Grid, the Megawatts. Already shouted out the producer, Slash. My co-host getting after it. WU Mountaineer man in the building. Real quick, I yes, wish yes, be, yes. we do need a live stream of this show for a lot of different reasons. Uh-huh. But Mozi, when he goes to do his sign-off, he, like, grabs the microphone hey. like he's Freddie Mercury hey. strutting across the stage. <laughs> no! Full transparency, man. I never wanted to be a rapper, but I love like just watching them in the studio. So whenever we get to actually come to the studio, because like when I do the podcast, it's not the studio mic; it's at the crib. These are these are nice. This mics is like we got, I feel I mean, like I'm in the studio yeah, with Dr. The Dre. Soundproofing walls. I feel everywhere like I'm in here with Dr. And, Dre. Yeah. I'm in here with Pharrell. You know, I mean, all the big time. So when I get in here, it's like turn yeah. the music up in my headphones. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to turn my snare. Hey, 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 I like the lights down low when I'm in this thing, man. You know how we ride, baby. You know, so so it's that that goes on. So that is ultimately why I do get really uh, animated. I love it. You know, super animated. But yeah, y'all can't see any of that because there's no camera. Are here that are working just yet, but anywho, long story short, you already know where to find us on your 24 7 home of the black and the gold stillers mm-hmm. nation mm-hmm. radio. Oh, live nation presents concert week now through May 14th. Get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows that's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 